When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Cup edition on our main show on a Tuesday of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host, Tony Anderson, and on this occasion, I am joined by my good friend, Craig Anderson. Oh, how you doing? I'm grand, I'm grand, and a man who is so safe, he wears walking boots the second the rain starts. It's Mr. Ewan Taylor. Hi, Ewan. Hi, Tony. It's it's Scorp Core. Look up. (laughs) By the way, but anyway, uh, I'm sure I'm sure they are way out my price range, Ewan. But they did look very nice. But I mean, you did you did you did pack a lot of heat for uh, for your for your for your footwear on on, on Friday night. I did. Well, your practicality first. It was snowing. It was snowing in Alaska on Friday, so I I set off you know, prepared for for prepared for all the elements, and then get to Glasgow. There's slightly less uh, snow on the ground, and everyone's wearing Something. like Converse and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least you're not childish. You're still wearing Converse, you and I mean, there's exactly. things, there was a lot. There was a lot that could have been a lot that could have been said there, but we did have mm. a lovely time on Friday. And anyone listening who joined us, I'm sure you've got your email that we raised a, a fair and whack of cash for children first. So thanks so much for coming along, uh, Craig. I'm sure you had a lovely evening as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the podcast part of it was great on Friday. Um, the the football watching in the crowds uh, less so, um, but we'll get on to that. But yeah, no, I had. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I think um, the the part I was involved in, I enjoyed being involved in, but I enjoyed watching it. I especially enjoyed the two the two interviews with the former Scotland stars that um, mm. you know Colin Hendry and Suzanne Winters. I have to admit, now I can say it now. I was slightly unsure when we had Colin Colin Hendry announced as like what he was going to be like because there's um, mm. there's some stories about him floating about and all the rest of it. But the man was um, the man was in top form and he was very friendly and. Gave us a lot of his time and, and his interview was really engaging. And Suzanne Suzanne Winters, I, I didn't know her before, but um, also very good. And she she gave as good as she got with Telfer, which was particularly amusing to me. So <laughs> yes. yeah, it was a it was a great night. She was she was uh, she was I was Suzanne when I was obviously I'd, I'd seen her on the telly. I didn't know about meeting her upstairs. She was just outrageously sound. 
Uh, and they were both really, really nice and made me feel at ease. And Colin Hendry, especially, I mean, he made his way from Manchester to, to do that. And I mean, he, he left really early because like you, and he thought there was going to be poor weather. Um, yep. And he, so he left you there and he got there like the back of four and uh, no divash whatsoever. He just sat and, and waited for the, for the show to start and done it. And then obviously he'd done the Scottish Cup draw last night. So he did. Yeah, so a wonderful, wonderful mm. evening, and hopefully in the future we'll we'll get to do them again. Even if Fowler does say they're uh, they're a bit um, they're, they're stressful. They're, uh, what's the word he likes to use? They're stressful. Um, mm. Just because basically just worrying about ticket sales is really the the main stress. <laughs> <laughs> but good money was raised, and we had a lovely time. And thanks again for coming along to see us. But. We will start with last night. The reason that we're on a Tuesday, uh, we start with the last quarterfinal between Air United, uh, well, Falkirk and Air United. And you and that turned out to be a right good laugh, I would say. Yeah, it was. Yeah, especially the last 10 minutes or so uh, were, were, were great. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know how the bookies had it, but I sort of had Falkirk as slight favourites in my head. Uh, obviously, they did have them as favourites. Yeah, yeah. Just obviously, um, even though they're the the week below, it just felt that being at home and and Falkirk obviously, you probably on on the park at least probably are a championship club really. Um, in terms of the their their budget and their uh, and, and and their team and Air's form has obviously been a wee bit up and down of of late. It just felt that Falkirk were probably more likely to uh, to win it, but. Very, very even match and uh, a, a, a good, good cup of tie, um, which uh, eventually Falkirk sort of saw through. I mean, there was some. It was a Frankie Masonda show <laughs> as, it, as it went on, um, but uh, quite, quite unfortunate. But uh, and then the, the two goals that weren't, um, well, two of the goals were uh, were deflections. But uh, it was, um, it was, it was a good game, Craig. Did you get the feeling that in the first 20 minutes that Air United were, were actually going to blow Falkirk away? <laughs> yes, exactly that. I, I was uh, was watching the game with uh, with uh, quite intently. I, had, I certainly have a lot riding on uh, <laughs> or, uh, especially seeing the draw. That's what a Twitter um, persona yeah. does to you. Suddenly yeah. you have a lot yeah. riding on everything. <laughs> um, and when they, they scored and, and they were absolutely battering Falkirk and, and I thought like this mm. is... Um, Maybe indicative of like I think you can always get that carried out, carried away with like a team doing well in the league below, and you're like, oh yeah, they would go in and immediately go, you know, into the top four or whatever in the championship or be at that kind of level. And then you're like, oh no, maybe the golf is uh, is bigger than you think. Um, mm-hmm. And and then I was like, all right, you're maybe going to run away with this. And then it just the tight turned. It was about that twenty minute mark, and to be honest, I think I think Air, Air fans, and, and quite rightly so, will be hugely disappointed because they basically stopped playing. They, mm-hmm. they basically, it was almost like, especially in the second half, it was true. I don't know how much of it was Falkirk imposing themselves on the game. Falkirk are a good team. I've, I've watched them a few times this season and I've always been impressed. But They're probably, I think a lot, I, I always seem to hear that Falkirk, and Telford says this a lot, and obviously he's someone who who wouldn't, who wouldn't praise Falkirk lightly, but I do hear a lot of them mention that like Falkirk are possibly like one of the best teams to watch in, in the entire country. Yeah, that I mean, and you got you saw that in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, would more, so. I mean, it, they, they sort of, they're, I think they're one of the teams where you... You could probably not know who their manager was, and if you had to have a guess, you'd probably say they look like a John McGlynn team. 
Mm-hmm. Like they just they just do they you know they, they play very similarly to you know the Wraith Rovers the way the Wraith Rovers did last season for example, um so so now he's he, he's just got a lot of John McGlynn type players in that team, um and even you know coming off the bench guys like uh, you know Kai Kennedy for example is a I think <laughs> I can I can just see his career being bobbing around the lower leagues in Scotland wherever John McGlynn ends up basically, um and, uh, and yeah so I I, I think. It, yeah, you know, they they have got a lot, you know they they've just got a lot of players that sort of suit their their style. And obviously, to begin with, yeah, yeah, well, they 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 couldn't really cope with um, Akinyemi to begin with. Um, oh. but which is you know it's understandable. He needs you know, is the, you know the best striker probably in the lower leagues at the moment, and he's he sort of got when he's on it. You know, I feel like I, I spend you know every second Friday night sort of watching Akinyemi just sort of. Tear, tear a championship defence apart um, when the just so good. on the telly it's just so good to, it's like he's so good he's back to go and he's, he's, he, he can turn on like a six pence you don't think he's mm. going to be like that because of, of his of his size yeah uh, and, and the fact that he had quite a nomadic career before that you're like thinking why is this I know the Scottish Lower Leagues might not be the highest level but he's not been bouncing around the highest levels all, all no, the time no. either and when I was thinking, like he, when he's watching, it's like, man, he's got all the attributes you would want uh-huh. for a. For, yeah, yeah. For, for, for you a, sort of wonder why he's not. He's not made. I mean, you know, obviously not followed his career closely. I mean, I, I listened to the podcast Craig did uh, last week um, about air, and uh, and the chat was that he had been full time down south before, but then. Uh, you know, he'd, he'd end up having and to go part time, and then you sort of transition back to to full time with air. So I mean, I, I don't know if it's like a fitness thing because he, I mean, he's a, looks like a fit boy now. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know what was you know, maybe the the issues around that uh, previously, but yeah, he, he's just got that mix of you know, he's he's got talent, he's got skill, um, he can take the ball in, but he's uh, he's also really strong with it. So um, took his goal pretty well, albeit is it. Uh, it, it was it sort of looked the the goalkeeping looked quite pathetic, uh, but <laughs> whether that, you know that's possibly slightly harsh given that it did take a uh, did take a slight deflection, which is sort of I think the the keeper uh, Kinnear realised that he wasn't going to get it even if he'd um, sort of properly die for it, so he just sort of let it go past him right into the corner. And he was there. Uh, so like he hit another shot for about thirty-five yards. So really yes. quickly after that, and he just you can see that obviously this is a guy that's that's, that's in the mood for this. It was or not, and then he put a ball across the area that he, that he sort of just missed it. I really fancied him to to get to, and I'm still mm. unsure of of, of why what it never there? Yeah. Why, why it never happened because it looked like sort of bread and butter stuff. But it was very. When Falk cold. got back in it, I was really impressed. I think. Well, a lot of what they've done is they dropped. Um, see, Morrison was playing quite high. I think at that time, mm. as you would expect, obviously yeah. being sort of kind of the star winger, but he dropped and sort of came in a, a, a bit more central to, mm. to try and stem the tide. And uh, I'm going to get the the Kukravi. Kukravi. I'll go for that. Thank you. Kucherevi, he he also started to really really impose himself on the game, and he's sort of got he's he's quite a rounded player by the looks of things because mm. he's got a lot of he's got a lot of grit and he, and he snaps into tackles, but he does have a good touch. And he was as I said earlier on in the game, he was playing much more on the front foot. But as I said, mm. I think there was maybe an element of getting carried away at the start and and trying to play high up the pitch with not a lack of respect, but maybe the idea that you're playing sort of a team. Of mm. the 
of of the stat uh, like you're you're at home and and you're just getting carried away with a with a huge crowd, and then but they seem to come and play a bit more tactically and a bit more savvy and and to sit in, and then they just started to be able to get control of the game and as and as Craig was saying earlier, just the air just didn't really look like they fancied that at all the minute they mm. became sort of like. In, in the middle of the park and it became a bit more of a of a fair fight in there and then they just never seemed to they never seemed to go for it at all mm. I think it kind of started with that onslaught of set pieces from uh, from Falkirk because the first half when they when they did come into the game it was a lot of kind of crosses in and, and um, Cole Donaldson missed two, two really big mm. chances mm-hmm. and, and you're right it seemed like Ayr kind of didn't enjoy that they didn't enjoy being attacked in that way and then they did kind of go into their shell a bit but then in the second half, Falkirk came out and it was a lot more football. It was a lot more like they were passing the ball about. And Stephen McGinn, um, for, for me, was at the centre everything. A player who, I've said it before, the only reason he was the one of the several midfielders who left Kelly last season because he was the one that was out of contract. Um, I'm pretty sure we would have rather had him than Brad Lyons, Blair Alston, um, etc., and um, yeah, and, and a really composed figure. And, and when you're in that situation, and you need a calm head, and you don't need not to panic, he's a perfect player. And so it was. Um, yeah, he he was good. And then and then I thought the the introduction. I, th- I thought nothing really happened for Matthew Wright up front. Um, I'm just I'm just not sure if he's maybe not not that good. Um, mm. I always think you're getting you're getting a guy who is kind of on the fringes at Ross County. Like it's not like you're getting a guy on the fringes of like Hearts, Hibs, etc. Um, and okay, yeah, he scored. He scored that goal against Rangers, but it didn't really look. I, I was surprised to see him being the one that started the game in the first place, and it didn't work for him. But then when when they they kind of changed it up a little bit and made made some changes, I thought that was when they really took even more impetus in the game. Obviously, they, they got very lucky with the the penalty, um, and not not in the terms of the decision, in terms of it being incredibly stupid defended, it. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then obviously with Air United, um, Chris Maguire was, was not good. Mm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yes. Do we think, I mean, I I, I can't say I've seen a lot of Maguire since he's come back. Are we talking about a guy who's just just passed it? How's how's he been in, in, in general? Well, well, Alistair said he thought there was like wee glimpses of quality when I spoke to him um, in the podcast, I think it came out on Friday. And I'd said on that one, he'd, he'd been linked with Kelly and the chat I'd heard was that basically um, there was a lot of concerns about his fitness and mm. that kind of did appear to be what was the case yesterday because he just wasn't involved in the game. And when when I can, what happened is Akinyemi got very, very isolated because the, the midfield wasn't getting anywhere near him. And then 
he was the one that they were wanting as that link and he just seemed like he didn't have the legs to do it. And then obviously he, um, I, I kind of felt like he wasn't going to score that penalty, to be honest. There was a real kind of um, weird vibe about it, mm. kind of going up. And, and yeah, it was, um, again, not to hit the not to hit the target is um, the one thing you have yeah. to do. It was almost it was like it was almost the best way you can miss a penalty, other than like like the goalkeeper making a really like good save. But I suppose because the goalkeeper goes the right way, so he maybe puts a wee bit extra on it as he's hitting it, and uh, you know, just slightly further side, obviously just hit the inside of the post. So it was, well, you know, it was almost the perfect penalty, but obviously it wasn't. But yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm so impressed with the way that, that Falkirk sort of just took took to grips I know I was mentioning it earlier when I was talking about them narrowing up and, and, and they did again I mean they had the they, they saw even Nisbet was coming in so they totally t- strangled and took over the whole midfield area and Air looked like they didn't have any answers whatsoever and, and Falkirk ended up suffocating them and, and like you said the, the, the whole second half it was pretty much all Falkirk like you said they were playing neat football through the midfield they always had options no one was ever isolated there was loads of nice partnerships they were able to push their defence really high up and there's no denying that even though we are talking that Falkirk are a a, a championship team and everything but name but Air are still one of the best teams in the championship and for them to to do that to them especially after going 1-0 down it it's it takes it takes a, a lot of balls to 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 go in and do it, and a lot of like vindication in, in the work you're doing. So John McGlynn will t- take a, a a huge amount of credit for that. And Ayer, as, as you said, but the penalty they, they they nearly they nearly kind of got away with it, and it would have been like totally undeserved for, as you say, maybe the the hour after that first twenty minutes, and then they get that penalty. And, and I still couldn't really work out what the penalty was for. I could see it looked like there was something happening, but then when you really drilled mm. down at I, I couldn't actually see what the issue was. I thought the angle from behind the goal um, kind of showed like Donaldson clipping, um, clipping yeah. the, the player. Um, I, it, it was interesting, like he he didn't appeal at all. He kind of was looking at the ref straight away and then obviously, mm. was it, was it uh, Stephen McGinn? Both match yeah, said, okay, someone, someone said that he'd said it was a penalty. He said it was yeah. a penalty. I took him his word in that point. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Righty. Oh, and then we finished off with, as you say, Kai Kennedy with a long range effort. I mean, you and saying that, I just wanted to get your feelings on this, Craig. You and saying that um, he thinks he'll be bouncing about the, the lower leagues. There was always more expected of of Kai Kennedy. And obviously, that's a, that's a huge moment. Well, probably one of the bigger moments in, in his career, really. I mean, the, taking his team to the semi final with a with, with a deflected effort. But he did take a lot of responsibility. He picked up the ball, he carried it. It was, it was really well done as well. Yeah. Mm. So it wasn't just like a deflected effort. There was a lot that he, he took. He took a lot of responsibility at that point. And do we see, I mean, he is still a sub in, in League One or in, in this game. I mean, we're. It, what's what? What would be your feelings on where, where Kai Kennedy is going to end up in, in, in this world we live in? I found that the whole thing about him has been quite odd because at the same time he was being linked with, I think it was like Bayern Munich and stuff like that. Mm. He was going out on loan from Rangers to the Championship. This was like years ago, and and you're like, if I my feeling is, if Rangers have a player who they genuinely believe is going to make it at Rangers, and they send him out on loan, it will be to a Premiership club. It will not be the championship mm. and he's been been around several championship clubs and now he's down in league one that that to me was the kind of first indication now occasionally that's not been the case but mostly that's like your your second tier of rangers youth players the ones that they're like or maybe we'll get to sell them down to england for a couple of hundred grand rather mm. than the 
this guy is going to be in our first team. Um, like, I don't think Leon King would be going out on loan to, like, um, Hamilton Ackies or anything like that, for example. Um, <laughs> but every time I see him, I'm like, you can see why he would be highly rated because there, mm-hmm. there is undoubted talent. He's a player who brings a bit of spark and, um, and he's that classic, like, winger playing off the left and cutting in, which is what he did, but he does it with, like, he's got really good body shape. Um, I I really, I've, I've enjoyed watching the bits I've seen of him at Falkirk this season, and I I think Ewan's probably right. I doubt, I doubt he will have a, well, he definitely will have a future at Rangers, and I doubt he'll have a future as, like, a top-end Premiership player. It wouldn't surprise me if at some point a Premiership club down the bottom took a chance at some point in his career, because when you've got talent, mm. teams will go, well, we need someone like that, but... Yeah. Um, we we can make it work. Yeah. Watch us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but be... Sorry. No, I was just saying, I think he's. I mean, he's obviously extremely small, and <laughs> and I think yeah, you know, and you don't want to be like oh well, you know. Uh, Here comes Gordon's tracking it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like start projecting because you're a small man and you think that uh, <laughs> bigger men are better. But I, I, uh, I, I think you've got to be. You do have to be really, really good. If you're going to be that small, and and he is really really small, I think he's like five foot four or five or something. I mean, he's proper small. So I I I just don't think he is quite quite good enough. And it was always him. I mean, he was in the same youth team as uh, Nathan Patterson, and it was always those two in that in that team were considered the two sort of uh, diamonds. Uh, one one had all the physical attributes you could want in Patterson and the other one, apart from staying fit, right enough, which Patterson <laughs> struggles with. Um, and uh, whereas and Kennedy didn't have any, but did seem to be very talented. But I just don't think he's quite talented enough and maybe doesn't have quite the, I don't know if attitude has been questioned previously. I mean, I, you know, without really knowing if, if that's true or not, then you don't really want to say that. But I, I just, I can't see him having a really good career, to be honest. And I think it probably will be maybe lower reach as a premiership, but, but probably the lower leagues, to be honest. And Kinnear looked like a, a, a decent game in goals. And I mean, that was that only, please correct me if I'm wrong, the sixth game for Falkirk, that looks like a, a half decent pickup. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know much about him. So thought, it's like, yeah. yeah. Did, 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 did he always play with Rangers a bit? Yeah, well, so, yeah, yeah. So he's at West Ham now, but yeah, so mm. he was one of the. Uh, one of the cover dates um, that got caught with oh, yeah. uh, Bassey and then Patterson um, playing Monopoly and having pizza or whatever it was. Uh, playing Monopoly, so, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he got, I mean, he didn't get released totally because of that, but he got his contract was up and he, and he left that uh, that summer and West Ham picked him up. But he's obviously not been anywhere near the West Ham team, but um, yeah, he seemed, I mean, he look, sort of looks like a goalkeeper. Yeah, I think as I was saying, I think that first goal looked quite bad, but probably wasn't really his fault. Um, it made, I mean, he did make a a, a pretty bad mistake uh, last week against Infermont, so uh, mixed bag. But uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see see how he gets on because they had they previously had Hogarth from Nottingham Forest, who also was at um, uh, Rangers as a as a youth. Uh, so they they had him, and then he left in January had to go back to North Forest and uh, they got in um, Kinnear. So. I'm sure he made a pretty bad mistake against Darville, if I remember. With mm. The cross he just let in. So yeah. Maybe they're all shite. I, anyway. I, I, thought, I, thought he was, I thought he was quite good, Hogarth. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Right, so it could have been the rugby, Craig Anderson's Kilmarnock going up against League One Falkirk in the Scottish uh, Cup semi-finals, where they no doubt would have embarrassed themselves. So maybe it was just better to get out of the way there, Craig. What do you think? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a big blow. Um, Kelly haven't been in the Scottish Cup semis since 1997, since we won it then. So it's a very long time for a club that's, that's insane. been in the Premiership for most of that time. Finished mm. finished third in the Premiership on well, once in, in definitely top six, six or seven times yeah, in that yeah, period. Yeah. And um, the last five, this is sixth, this is sixth semi quarterfinal defeat since then, but the last five have all come against Premiership teams. Um, and so this is the first time it's been against, you know, lower league opposition. And yeah, okay, it was up at Inverness and we've got a terrible record up there and, and we're not obviously a very good team, but it's a massive missed opportunity for mm-hmm. Kelly, especially when you go ahead. And we, as I say, we were doing the live show on Friday night and we were mm-hmm. on and I deliberately asked, I said, can I go on at the start and then I can I can watch you keep guys, watch, keep an eye on the game rather than being distracted, you know when it's like the last 15 minutes and Aye. I'm trying to interview Colin Hendry while he's not really having my head <laughs> in it. Colin Hendry, Vassell's just going ahead of But uh, So I watched the, so I watched that back and um, and I came off the stage and it was about four minutes gone and we were already 1-0 up and I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll um, just come back on, no yeah. worries. <laughs> and from that moment, so I saw 86 minutes of the game, more or less, um, we didn't do anything in the whole game. Uh, so really bad. Inverness thoroughly deserved the mm. victory. There is absolutely no doubt about that. They were they were far the far better team on the night. Um, they probably got a wee bit lucky with the penalty decision. I couldn't decide if it was a penalty or not because I think if it comes off Wright's leg before mm. his arm, it probably shouldn't be. But at the same time, I talked about Cole Donaldson not complaining. Wright basically made no complaint at all after yeah. it. Um, and and yeah, it was it was. So needless as well. Okay, it was pretty poor uh, from Chambers letting them in down the down the left in the first place. But then Taylor is clearing that ball. Uh, there's no actual danger behind right. He doesn't need to kind of do the whole kind of last dash, last gasp diving in act anyway. And hmm. maybe that was maybe it was just kind of delaying the inevitable. But it felt like Kelly had soaked up a wee bit of pressure. You're you're going to, you're going to go under pressure once you've scored the mm-hmm. opening goal. Mm-hmm. We soaked up a bit. They'd had a couple. Of, I think they'd had the. the um, header that, that Walker had tipped over the bar stuff like that you're like um, right this is a big big part of the game we've got got ourselves through to nearly half hour mark and then it's it's really cheap and then we didn't react well to that either but mm. it's it's frustrating because I've, I've had the vibe with this team this season that whilst they've not been very good like on their day They've, they've had plenty of performances where they've, they've, they beat Hibs, they beat Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. They gave Celtic a very good game at Hamden in the, the League Cup semi. Mm-hmm. So there was always still that nagging thing in the back of my mind. You know what, if we can just get to this semi-final, and as it turned out, that would have been the draw because the, the, the number in the hat wouldn't have changed um, next to each other alphabetically. Um, and you could have had a Scottish Cup final and then it is very much like, I don't think the team is incapable of winning a game like that, but... You have to get there, and so that was the the frustration for me. And 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 uh, I, I don't mean to be, I don't want to bring it back to this because this doesn't really normally matter, especially for a club like Kilmarnock who should be making this. But like Kelly, have a lot of players going out of contract. Money matters. Good. good. It, it, mm. Yeah, but money matters if you're going to go on a what is a, a rebuilding job, regardless of what league you're in. Um, and I know the players don't think this way, and I know fans don't really. But I am just thinking that it's a huge opportunity. Like even if you, if just to get to the final with the pooled money, semi finals, that could be a couple of decent players, man. Well, that, that's what I thought the League Cup semi final would have done for us. I thought, right, well, we've got that League Cup semi final. <laughs> We're going to use that money to uh, to invest in the squad, and, and no, we got uh, we got um, Vassell and, 
in uh, in, in Chambers, who was only really signed because another on loan young English left back was um, injured. So yeah, you're right. Um, as I say, I don't I don't think much of the squad that's out of contract will be missed um, no. anyway. So. The clear out's fine, but I want it to be a clear out when we're in the Premiership. If it's a clear out when we're in the Premiership, I'm I'm fairly confident they'll they'll get it right, to be honest. But um, if it's a clear out in the Championship and you're just kind of going around in the same circle of having to offer two-year deals and all the rest of it, I I, I, I feel that's going to get you into a bit of a cycle. That's why turning Mm. a yo-yo club for that exact reason. I I get Um, get you. But that that was the real frustration there was... The big opportunity in front of you, Inverness have not. Uh, Inverness have not been that great this season, and they've certainly they 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 obviously got the win against Dale last week, which gave them a wee boost, and, and they beat Levy in the previous round quite comfortably. But that was a seemed like a bit of a freak result. Yeah. Um, and and they didn't have to do a lot to win that game. They were better than Kelly. They Billy Mackay was a, a constant menace as he as he so regularly is, and they defended very well. And then um, Sean Welsh. As a player who's been really unfortunate in his career in the sense that mm. I think had he not totally had agree. injuries, mm. injuries yeah. over and over again, I think he would have been a, a bottom six Premiership player, certainly, but a Premiership but player. A yeah. Premiership player. Um, yeah. And, and he's just never been able to string it together. So they have good players. They, 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 it's weirdly, despite having not been in the Premiership for, what, eight years now in this, I can't remember exactly when they got relegated. Maybe not as long as that. It was 20, 2017 they went down. So, so five, six years. Five, six yeah. years. Yeah. There's still like several players in that squad who you kind of picture playing for Inverness in the Premiership, even though most of them never did. Um, there's just some weird vibe about that about them, but mm. um, they're, they're not a terrible team. But they're not even a team that's probably going to make the playoffs. Um, okay. I, I think Falkirk. You said Falkirk yeah. favourites against. Yeah, I think Falkirk will be favourites to, to beat them and get mm-hmm. to the final. To be honest. Um, well, yeah. yeah. When you look at the two midfields, for example, I would I would still say like um, for the little that I know that I would fancy Falkirk's midfield over them but the the problem mm. for Kilmarnock like you and I, I don't know what your feelings are but like when you see White, Welsh and Allardyce I'm thinking against Donnelly and Polworth you're thinking like all you need to do is win the fight there I mean the quality yeah. is obviously like Polworth like a, a high quality football player I mean I, I don't want to get that and, right. and Donnelly Maybe not so much I mean I, we'll all, I think we're all in agreement that Donnelly sort of lives his life off I talked about I talked about some other I talked about Stephen McGinn and the fact Stephen McGinn, the fact that he was obviously out of contracts and stuff anyway. Mm. But to be honest, I would rather we just kept him and didn't sign Donnelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in all honesty, uh, not that I think McGinn's a Premiership player, but he loves Donnelly. Yeah, there's not, yeah, yeah. But you do look at that midfield at Inverness. You think that they, 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 you can see how they can overrun that, or is that unfair? Am I being no, no, no. The, the, yeah. the Kelly midfield's been. <sighs> We are better when Rory McKenzie's in the middle of the park, mm-hmm. like almost forming part of a three, because McKenzie, for all he's, he started his career as a forward and all that, as an attacking threat, he offers very little, but as a runner and as someone who just, just has energy and dig and all the rest of it, he's great. And we've, we've turned to playing 4 4 2 or like some variant of it quite a lot recently, and it doesn't get the best out of him, but it also really makes the midfield so toothless. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then Hender, I mean, the biggest worry again for just for the highlights is that it looked like Inverness were getting better as they went ahead. <laughs> like they, they were, they, they only looked like again. That's only for highlights. <laughs> they looked like they were just more likely to yeah, no, no. Just go ahead and, and Kill, score more. Kelly, Kelly threatened exactly zero times in the the mm. whole you mm. know 
and for a team that's like I've I've not questioned I'm still not questioning to be honest the desire of the team you know folk going about all they weren't trying and stuff I think mm. they're just really really shit <laughs> um, like they can't string the passes together yeah. the amount of times that you know first touches going out of the park and stuff and and I know that you and you will be feeling smug about that because we had the discussion <laughs> back in August and um, <laughs> and he said you know Kelly and and I and I was. I was being positive on this in the sense that, well, first of all, the, the first league game of the season, we played Dundee United at home. I didn't know they were going to be terrible and we were the better team. And I thought, yeah. right, and we're, we're on the front foot there. And I thought, do you know what? There's some, and I, I do think there's still a handful of Premiership quality players in the squad. And I'm thinking, right, we're going to augment that towards the end of the window and bring players in. It's just never happened. And then hmm. if, 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 if you took five or six of the current players and, and put some better ones alongside them. I don't think we would be having any discussions yeah. about them not being up to it, but when they're all mm. struggling and the style of football is not conducive to getting well, anything out of them. Yeah, just... that's what I was going to say, because, I mean, obviously personnel is an issue and to what extent Derek McInnes is to blame for that, you can you can argue because the contractual situation when it was what it was and, and you know, it wasn't that easy maybe to turn it around in the time that he's been in charge. But tactically it's brutal I mean it really is brutal to what you like you, I mean it's it's very it reminds me a wee bit in, uh, this is better than uh, it should it reminds me and because it seems I've often done this remind me of uh, Walter Smith's teams but with significantly obviously you know players that aren't even you know in the same ballpark as, as, as Smith had but you're basically you're you're playing that are you a back four, but with three centre halves? Uh, I, think, I think like that's away from home. Like the the they've yeah, been up quite a different team at home in terms of like Winston yeah, went on but, the front foot. Uh, but we, so that but why not? So you know, Albi also I know his he's, his forms may been up been up and down a wee bit, but he is available and it, you know, he was on the bench. Why is he not playing as a right back instead of well, uh, Mayo? Looks like was playing playing right back. Um, you, you've got the you get Deutsch and, and Vassell up front. I mean, come on, that doesn't doesn't work. And and the tactic is just you know it seems to me and that, fair enough. You scored another goal like that. You just got the ball. <laughs> down it. Armstrong got the ball, crossed the ball because he's good at that, and it hit off one of the big lads. Not even I wasn't even sure if it was on purpose, uh, but it was a goal. And Deutsch almost scored a goal exactly the same. We're just hit off him and in the box because he's a big lad. But if that's what we're you're down to, I mean, Scott Robinson's <laughs> not bad. Like Scott Robinson's, a, and again, maybe he has fitness issues. But you know, Scott he's certainly mobile. He's, he's certainly mobile. clever. Oh, 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 he's, he's a tactically yeah. astute player. Yeah, I, I, Jordan I actually Jones. thought last week when um, I mean jo- Jones has had a lot of chances and he, he's kind of mm. been dropping off. But Robinson, I thought, say when he didn't play Ibrox, I thought um, I guess, um, it's probably just that he's being given a break to to go and play. Um, play this one. Do you know what I mean? I thought he's just yeah. been kept kept in reserve for the Friday night and I was really surprised to see him not start and um but, yeah, Jones, Jones was, was like his... one of the uh, was probably Kelly's best player at Ibrox. I would yeah, say I, I, I know it's a very different a, type a of game. Bar, but, but, um, yeah, he was good and then he's on the bench and he comes on at half time again as he did at um uh, at Ibrox. But I, I I just think I think McInnes has to Start taking a bit of the. Uh, he doesn't seem to have really received any. He does seem to be sliding no bother, eh? No, they ever questions. Ah, I, 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 think, I think the support is probably kind of at the end of the tether to, to some extent. I, mm. I've been quite, I've been quite accepting of the fact that the, the, the squad wasn't good and I 
yeah, there's some blame on him for that. But I think every one of the decisions that was made, more or less, I could see there was a logic to it, but they just all didn't add up at the end. But stuff like that. And and I think the best spell Kelly had was we, we beat, um, we won, I think we won three games in a row. I think we beat St. Johnston at home. We beat Dundee United in the, cup, the League Cup quarterfinal in one other game. I can't remember. Um, and it was with kind of a hybrid between a back three and a back four. And we had Alabiosu as right wing back and Armstrong basically in front of him. And then we had mm. Jones as a sort of left wing back. And it was like, you know, that kind of Armstrong was just floating about. And mm. that was, to me, the best we played. Um, Getting your best players in the pot. Yeah, and well, but you're Aliasu and, and, and Armstrong as well. Like You're bringing a partnership with two guys who you feel can work together and be a threat. Mm-hmm. And, and overload in one of the areas of the pitch. You can only if you've only got certain good players, you want to create an overload with them to to sort of link up. And I can remember someone went out the team, and rather than just trying to go like for like, I don't know if it was Jones got injured, and rather than just for example bringing in a Fraser Murray, who's maybe not as talented as Jones, but has played that role as well. He, he started messing about, and he's never really gone back to it. And I don't, I don't know because. I think Wright and Mayo, to be honest, have been have been all right, and and the two of them with Taylor as a back three is is fine to me. Like that's not bad, um, but everything round about it's just yeah, kind of fell fell in. And we're we're playing St Johnston at home on Saturday. Um, I think that's a must win. I think we probably will win, but um, it's just getting to that stage where you're just like now this was the this was the excitement of the season. You're like, well, you know, we've got all this shit going on, but. We're in the cup, and if we got a semi, it's just something to cling on to. Now you're just like, let's win three of these ten games that are left, and hopefully that's enough. And that's what I think we will do. I think we'll win three of them, and whether that is enough or not, we'll find out. And um, mm. for Inverness, like fair play to, to be knocked out of the cup and then get to the semi final is quite an impressive <laughs> feat. Um, and yeah, like like Dodds has bought himself a lot of time um, with with that. I mean, I think I think the the podcast was the suggestion was he's probably not. Not going to stay anyway, and that's fine. But um, oh, well, if he wins the Scottish Cup and they're guaranteed group football in Europe, I think he will. <laughs> maybe, maybe get someone better anyway, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. use that well, money. You've got us here, Billy, but actually, no thanks. Get back to the BBC. Um, what, what Motherwell should have done with Graham Alexander. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Dodds, Dodds has been good in these big games. He, he, he had Kelly's number last season, um, mostly Tommy Wright's number, but he, he had Kelly's number last season. He, it seems to be the other games that they kind of lose a bit. And I did look at their form, and I think actually in the last like 10 games, despite it seeming bad, I think they've lost twice to Hamilton Ackies, both like in the back-to-back, and the rest mm-hmm. have been good results. So it shows a wee bit of perception as well. But yeah, it, it was they'll be pleased, but I, I think they'll know they didn't really have to work as hard as they'd have thought they had to done. Probably just like when they beat, um, they beat Levy in the previous round. Mm. And I think they'll be second favourites against Falkirk, but they've got a chance to make yet another final, which um, for for the history of the club, how long they've been around and the rest of it, they've, they've been incredibly successful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, incredible. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full stop. So congratulations to to Inverness there. Let's we've got you in here. Let's let's go and talk about good old Wraith Rovers um, versus Rangers, and basically from the highlights, looked like one big set piece. Is that? <laughs> Is that fair, Ewan? Uh, yeah, it was an exceptionally boring game. Um, 
just uh, I can't. I, I just I, I'm still in shock because you missed such a tap in of a link there to say that another team that hasn't been around for so very long and has been successful recently is Rangers. But anyway, it's got a better sense of humour, man, than going into <laughs> yeah. that again. But I mean, <laughs> anyway, carry on. Um, but uh, no, yeah, it was just it was one of those where you you just never. I mean, apart from um, Isma almost scored from the halfway line. It, it was, was that would that would have that if that was on target, it was a goal. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I think that it would be one of those where I, I think uh, Ibrox might have applauded that as a goal because it was so early on in the game uh, that I would have been obviously I made an amazing goal. That I wouldn't have been, I would have been worried, but I would have been like, ah, fair play, well done. Um, <laughs> but but uh, and that's old firm fans for you guys. <laughs> oh, well done. That was nice, uh, right there. Five goals. Pat in the head. Yes, <laughs> and we might have played better if, uh, if they had done that. Uh, but um, but I, I, it was just uh, you know. I mean, Ray Throwers, fair play to them, defended incredibly deep. Um, had a good tactic where if anyone headed the ball away, they just went down injured, which is a good... Uh... That's become that's becoming it... a very classic cap tactic in sort of world football, I think, now mm-hmm. we are. And that seems to be something everyone's getting worried about, really. Yes. So that, that was... Uh, that was quite annoying um uh but uh it was always i mean you you felt the goal was was coming and, and eventually it was a nice emphatic header from from Connor goldson um and I, I mean i imagine Wraith would be annoyed that that's how they end up conceding but the time as well yeah mm. yeah because it you know I, obviously the ibrox is, is uh, getting ready for a good old boo at halftime if it's still no no it's a brilliant and, uh, header it's so emphatic yeah Mm. Ah, that was good. It was really good. Um, and I think Goldson could have scored a couple of times before that. So it, it yeah, did he looked like bit... the biggest threat. Yeah, it just it felt like because I mean it's not that Wraith probably feel a bit annoyed that that's how they conceded. But to be fair, they had a bit of a makeshift back four. They're mid, they're, they're not really a. I don't think Wraith are really that. You know, like a, a defensive team that are full of like cloggers. I mean, they're just not. You know, they've got like Stanton and uh, Easton and and Connolly. Like, you know. These are these are these are quite talented players mm-hmm. and not massive either. So it wasn't like they're really that well uh, set up to defend really and, deep and just get your head loads of set pieces they, away. Yeah, they were missing they were missing Scott Brown as well, which yeah. they did against Partick uh, last week, and mm. that, that really leaves that there's no as you're saying it then just leaves sort of nice footballers in there rather than someone who's like sort of capable of breaking it up and and. and I'm not saying that he would be able to create the transitions for for Wraith Rovers, right. but he's like the only player who's got that that energy and bite that could create those little moments where you can sort of change from defence mm. to attack quickly. Which, if you're going to get any sort of joy against the old firm, you're going to need at least you know two or three of those moments over yes. ninety minutes where you can maybe sort of make a goal out of that. Um, staying with Wraith Rovers. Um, John was talking about uh, Mason. Uh, uh, Mason, yeah. Ma- Ma- Mason, for for the purposes of a Rangers game. He was um, he was doing his exams last year, eh? and now he was sort of running yeah. up at, at Ibrox, and he didn't seem to really put much. Yeah, he did up, fine. And he did fine. Obviously, he's going up against, I mean, I know Kent has got a bit more of a free roll under mm. um under Beal that he obviously still floats out to that left so he's going up against probably arguably one of the most skillful players in the league and, and he stood up alright so a wee special mm. mention to him but aye it was a defence against attack exercise which I mean 
Julian enough, I mean, obviously the tougher, the, the sort of better the team, the more like I'm time casting east the road. You've seen Rangers sort of put on their best performances, mm. but it seems like the lower league teams. I mean, we've had Dundee this season, uh, we've had Partick Thistle, and maybe not to the same degree Wraith Rovers because in the end they still were comfortably beaten, but they've all. So you'd argue done better yeah. going to Highbrox yeah. than a lot of the other teams. Yeah, we well, say well, you, you're not obviously not lower league, but like Ross County, that was that was only two one. Um, mm. uh, so yeah, you just have to sit in. Really, I think the only yeah, way, I think I, sometimes I think people have to hips hearts and we need to get over themselves and accept that there is really pretty much only one way to be playing against the, the, the old yeah. from now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. If, I mean. Celtic, I don't know if that really helps uh, if you do that, but it, it, against Rangers, it's definitely the way to play uh, because Rangers aren't as practiced uh, in terms of um, the sort of attacking choreography. I think Rangers also have probably more bad habits than Celtic in terms of relying on cross balls a lot. So mm. it, it, you if, really do, yeah. yeah. It, it, so if you can, and because we just don't really have that many players that are good at attacking them so it's uh we get you know Barisic and Tav uh, are you know Tony are good at good at crossing but if there's no one in the box to uh, to hit then you know, it might not lead to anything so so yeah I, I think that that is the way to play against Rangers and obviously it's like you would think I, I mean I think Hearts and, and Hibs and, and Aberdeen probably could could give us a game uh, you know make it really really tight if they're willing to play like that but mm-hmm. if they're willing to walk into a bustle which is They've all done that at different times this season. Aberdeen did at Ibrox uh, earlier in the year. That was um, when Bob Brockers was still the manager. Yeah, it was four 0 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and that was when Rangers really weren't playing well at all. But it was it was easy to play that way. Uh, and then Hibs did it, I think, last week. Uh, Easter Road and, and and Hearts did it um, a few weeks ago as well at Tynecastle, where if you just you try to have a go, but it's not really the way to, to go about it tactically it's just a bit it was, stupid it was like and it was an intelligent ways of having to go it's like Hearts mm. put a bizarre line up with like strikers in midfield and yeah. stuff and then and then Hibs sort of like just didn't didn't bother with playing a right back yes. told them to push up front and, and, and sort of out wide and almost central for a large mm. period because I remember I got really frustrated about Cadden for the goal um, because he does make a bit of a mistake and I'm like why is he up there and then I realised Quite quickly, he's been told to do this because he's yes. doing it. And, you know, once you get once you hit like a period of time where someone's doing the same thing constantly, you do have to accept. Then that's that's clearly that's what the instruction the, man, the <laughs> managers uh, taught him to do. But um, the one thing for Rangers, ha- sorry, no, no, no sorry. Literally, I, I, you just what you were about to say. Um, had had he's obviously had a, a few things, and I mm. thought you maybe got a wee glimpse of. With that goal with him linking up mm. with, with Cantwell, um, you got a wee glimpse of what that Rangers team could be because I think mm-hmm. he's a type of player that they've, they've, they've missed for a long time. Mm. And, and it was the first time, yeah, yeah, he's kind of been involved here and there in games like since he came came back. But that's the first time I've seen him kind of be involved in a goal kind of so heavily. Great goal action. He seemed to get on the ball quite a lot in mm-hmm. that period. Yeah, yeah, no, that that was definitely his most positive contribution um, since he's come back from injury. I mean, it's a it's an area of the team that's difficult to get into. I would say, given you know the, the, the Tillman uh, hasn't is out at the moment, but is apparently back shortly, um, and then you've got Cantwell as well, um, and well, you're not going to see Tom Lawrence uh, this season, and maybe not Alex Lowry either because he's also got injury problems. But there, we we have a lot of players in that. Um, area of the park uh, and it's just where the Hadji looks like he needs to run the games I, I suspect it'll be next season before we see um, 
him back to sort of anything like you know he, he was probably pre-injury but, but yeah that was definitely promising and and probably I think may, maybe if uh, if Rangers lose the next Old Firm game um, at Parkhead then in the week then you might see a bit more experimentation in the, in the league games after that uh, which would probably mean that they had you might get a few starts and then we'll see where, where he is after that yeah, because you think, I mean, the, the issues that you're, you're you're specifically talking about for Rangers playing against deep defences that had you'd be one of he the would best. Be what, yeah, yeah, he would and, and the team, and, and like you're saying with with Cantwell and, and Raskin, who I, I absolutely yeah. bossed this this game by by all accounts, um, then you start to just go that, that similar again, similar. I mean, I, I know they don't want to be compared, but similar to Celtic, where it's like really, really overloading on football players mm. and, and and not really worrying about. And that may, may end. I think in the in the end, we'll find that Sakala will get moved back to a an impact player. I think that will happen yeah, eventually. I mean, he has been really, yeah. really good, but I do feel that that as the team evolves, it's going to evolve into a, a football team, and everyone mm. in that is going to be really adept at taking the ball in tight areas, making nice um, sort of slide rail passes with a lot of good weight around their passes and and making good central runs. I do think that will happen yes. eventually. Yeah. Fairly or not, I don't know, but that's just what I think will eventually happen. And and I could see Hadji um, sort of becoming quite an important player in that team mm. again. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely suits. I think he's closer to what Michael Beale would imagine a sort of attacking player looks like uh, for Rangers than, than Fashion Scala is. But Scala, he is effective. He is quite effective. He sure is. He's just, uh, he can be quite annoying, uh, but he, he is effective. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But we'll see. Um, there's some chat that, that we, we might want to go to three at the back, which would be interesting. I don't know if he, he might just have been saying it to sort of be polite to John Sutter. Um, <coughs> but uh, and you're, the thing is, you're not just going to play like uh, when Carter Golson gets injured once every five seasons um, but uh, he, he suggested uh, he signed up for that that was his <laughs> he did. He did. He did. that's his body cross to be yes Rennie's coffee shop indeed you <laughs> will have that um, and now we'll finish with the the Saturday early kickoff, uh, which you think would be the biggest game <laughs> of these four but just uh, with the relentlessness of Celtic and sort of Hearts just not being able to live with them and not find any sort of tactical nose to to get around it, and obviously missing their 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 star striker and, and sort of their their main player. I mean, Boyce another one, but he's out as well that can sort of hold the ball up and play ways back to goal. The minute you saw it, it was like you were thinking, well, the only thing that's going to happen here is that Hearts are just going to have to play quickly over the top to Ginelli, and, and, and it doesn't really work a lot because Carter Vickers just mm. wins the ball all the time. It yeah. was um, the, when when Celtic had two well, a really good chance and then another shot that was quite a decent shot within the first minute of the game. You're <laughs> like, oh, okay, and then and obviously it was like really not that much further on until until they, they scored as well. And at that point with a Celtic team, you really don't see them like giving up a lead. There's been Celtic teams in the past where you think you know they might still crumble under under that and. Um, it's just, it's just, especially with Hearts kind of missing a few. It was like that's that's the game then, and and that's how it turned out. Like um, they, when they added a second one as well, it's 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 hard because I, I actually had a wee inkling that Hearts might do something in the game. I didn't necessarily think they were going to win, but I thought it's maybe going to be a tough test for Celtic, one mm-hmm. of the tougher ones we've had this season, and it, and it really wasn't. Um, and that's 
that's when you start looking at them and saying like you, you need to really catch them on a good day and even when St Mirren I think did last weekend I thought like St Mirren were, were really looking quite strong in that game last week and then they, they lose a man and then ship five goals because you, you mm-hmm. can't play against them with ten and it's it's the same everything the planets really have to align for you and they have to not align for Celtic to get mm-hmm. something and, and that's maybe even true for Rangers which is maybe the worry at the moment Um they obviously don't have to align to the same extent for Rangers, but they do have to mm-hmm. um, really catch Celtic on an off day. And obviously with the, the big, I mean, yeah, you're probably writing off the league, but the big semi-final coming up now, Rangers can beat them, of course they can, but it's it's hard to see how. Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I, the game at Ibrox at the turn of the year, I suppose that was, Rangers didn't actually play that well in that game, or at least, had had long spells in that game where they were rubbish, and still probably should have won. So that that was a bit more. And then the the league cup final, Rangers were absolutely terrible for ninety minutes and mm. only lost by a goal. But to be fair, could have been and should have been more than that. So I I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, it's still early, I suppose, in the uh, sort of Bio and and Postecoglou sort of going head to head games. It's maybe we can't read a pattern in the same way you could have with other Van Bronckhorst was just like <laughs> we'll just probably get battered in every game um, so so yeah we'll, we'll see but, uh, but yeah I, I think it's it's very difficult unless Celtic are willing to make some howlers and and because they never really get and, and this is not like a paranoid thing they never get men sent off uh, or anything like that like and, and because they're never they stretched really, yeah exactly they don't, really, <laughs> they don't really make tackles like so <laughs> uh, in, in that way so it's like you need something. You, you know, I, certainly, I think if if Hearts were to have won, they needed something like that. You know, like Callum McGregor sent off early on in the game, uh, and then you know, you know something. You know, and then that's keep it drop the ball. Yeah, exactly. Heart, heart, and... heart will make a howler maybe once every twenty games, maybe. Uh, so he does that as well at the same time, and then you know, and then maybe something happens. But uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, heart. Hart made Hart made a great, a great double save mm, from, yeah, from Toby really Civic during it, and, and he's that's I always think that's when Hart's at his best. Those ones where you get down low, and he's after mm. I heard Fowler and Joel talking about on the top twelve goalkeepers that like he is just absolutely massive. He yeah. look, he's, he's really really strong, and he and he's able to take get get rid of that, which was sort of like it was a big moment because that was like the only time Hart's looked like they were probably going to had the opportunity to get back in the game, and it and it, and it was still one nil then. But I, I enjoyed Kyogo's goal. It was uh, like yeah, absolutely. I love it, and then Alistair Johnson's cross as well is 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 just it's got so much pace on it. Uh, it's like so much conviction on it, and he knows exactly what he wants to do. And Kyogo, because he's just so good at making that run across the, mm. the the front post, is that you would always if you put your head up, you think hard and low is probably always going to be that he will get there. His, his movement's just sharper than than what the other players are, and and it's a. Uh, and it's a lovely wee finish. Aaron Moy continuing his incredible form. Haksibanovic coming in after quite a lot of good performances recently. And like we always say, this it doesn't miss a beat. Nothing changes whatsoever with 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 these players coming in. I think just I, I'm just I don't really know what anyone can do. I mean, I was gonna ask either of you really. Um Barry McKay is coming under pretty serious cosh now i mean there was murmurs for a while and um, people defending them but we are getting to the stage now where quite a large portion of the the Hearts fans are starting to take umbrage at his not just his performances in the big games which have always been something that has been kind of leveled at him but now just his performances 
in general? I mean, do you ever see Nielsen actually dropping them? Probably should. Um, certainly for the for the bigger games. I mean, I, I really like Barry McKay. I always have as a player. But yeah, in games like, uh, certainly in games like Saturdays, they just don't zoom. And, and they never have really uh, apart. I mean, yeah, he scored, famously scored one really good goal against Celtic um, in the semi final. But he, he, oh, for nothing in the end, though. Yeah, exactly. But no, no. Well, <laughs> I suppose yes. In the final, it was that day was still that day is still here in my yeah. heart. Um, yeah, okay. But uh, but yeah, that no, so it, he he doesn't really do that though now because he doesn't he doesn't tend to shoot from distance very often even though he's he's quite good at it. So yeah, I, 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 he just he has he's always been lightweight and he's a bit like you know we we're obviously talking about Kai Kennedy and and there's there's a chance that. Kai Kennedy's career. I mean, I think that's probably the. This is probably like the the best outcome for Kai Kennedy is that he becomes like the new Barry McKay. But it yeah. might take him as long as it took Barry McKay to get to where Barry McKay is now. And you know, and that's like he goes down to England and has a few sort of failed spells, really, and then it comes back up here. Um, so much to look forward to, Kai. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, I just uh, like that. That's that sort of. That that's an example of if you don't have the physical attributes, it can be really hard. Uh, even you know you can have all the talent, um, but if you don't have the physical attributes, then and and maybe your attitude is slightly questionable. It is tough, and you especially can, you can imagine you can imagine your they they kind of match up your your attitude starting to go, and when you don't have the confidence, we've seen if you're just getting pushed around a bit. Mm. In games, yeah, you're yeah. not getting the time. You can, I can see, and I, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I, I can just see anyone really going through this. Is that you know, eventually the toys will come at the pram a bit, and you will get a bit mm. huffy, and 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 life isn't fair a bit. And these big cloggers are kicking me, you know, like that. Whether it's true or not, that's just how you'll start. You'll start mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting because I mean we are talking about one of Hearts' sort of best players, and, and certainly was one of their best players last mm. season. So it'll be interesting to see how Nielsen. Sort of deals with this, especially if, if as injuries maybe maybe come back. But I think we'll leave it there. We got a lot more out of that than we thought. We got a mm. deep dive into Kilmarnock, got a little bit more about Rangers, and we can all talk shit for Scotland. So thanks very much for listening. Uh, we appreciate. It. We are going to go over to Patreon really quickly. We're going to have a discussion about that sort of like snapshot we were given on the lack of minutes from under twenty one players. Just a little bit of a opinion on 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 what we think that means or. Um, what that actually does, it does that in context. You know what I mean? You come over, you can listen to us. Uh, but thanks again for listening. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply